0: The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Good day, good day, good day, and welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Thank you for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to join us. Uh, Have you ever been stuck in the medical hamster wheel for depression Or anxiety issues. If you've ever been in that hamster wheel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been told things like, well, there's nothing more that we can do for you. Just keep taking your prescription medications, things like that. That was me for 16 years. And during that time, I was on nine different antidepressants. So I've been in the hamster wheel, but I've also gotten out. Today, I'll share with you some of the foundational things you can do to epigenetically help yourself naturally win the fight against depression and anxiety issues and possibly even get out of that vicious hamster wheel. So first of all, let me start by saying that I take depression and anxiety seriously. You know, I've got 20, 23, going on 24 years of background in psychiatry. When when you look at depression alone, it affects approximately 7.1% of the U S population, which is over 17 million people. When you look at the world statistics, it's closer to 280 million people. And when you lump in anxiety disorders, anxiety disorders are the most common mental health disorder uh, diagnosed on the planet, which impacts around 284 million adults worldwide. Now, If we want to get down to brass tacks, let's look at the economic impact of these two. It's huge, especially when you consider medical management, lost productivity, lost participation in society and lost days from work. Experts estimate the economic impact to be conservatively somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and ten point five billion dollars annually in the U.S. alone. And worldwide, the economic impact for lost productivity alone related to depression and anxiety is over $1 trillion. So what are we to do about it? Before we get into that, let me set this up a little bit. Depression, and and this comes from 23 years of just clinical experience of treating people with depression and anxiety. Depression and anxiety are on the same coin. They're just opposite sides. Now, here's what I've found clinically. If a person has a diagnosis of depression, clinical depression, they stand about a 20 to 30% chance that they will also have anxiety. It, It may not be a disorder, but it will be anxiety symptoms at minimum. Now, the opposite does not hold true, let's say, if we have anxiety as our primary diagnosis. If anxiety is the primary diagnosis, Almost 100% of the time, that person that struggles with anxiety will have depressive symptoms. So if anxiety is more prevalent, according to the statistics that I just read you, if anxiety is more prevalent worldwide than depression is, then is a lot of the depression that we're seeing and diagnosing really just symptomatics, uh, symptom issues of untreated anxiety. I think it possibly is. However, the good news is, is that the treatments are uh, similar, if not the same in 99.9% of the cases. So let's jump into this. First, we're going to talk about the epigenetic impact of stress. Um, I think this will shock you as it did me. Now, a couple of years ago, I found a study that revealed That male mice who were subjected to stress at the time they fathered children, these male mice passed on a stress gene that was turned on negatively to their offspring. But what was jaw dropping about this study was that it followed offspring for seven generations. That's huge. Now, another study that was just recently published this past month by the University of Iowa found that in mother roundworms subjected to stress, they passed on the stress response gene also to their children, and they later found out to their grandchildren. This is huge. Who would have guessed that stress could have a multi-generational impact like this? So, now let's get to the what can we do about it component. I've got three tips for you today, and we're going to dive into them in detail. The first tip is get your SAM levels up. You heard me right. SAM, just like in your best friend down the street named Sam, S A M, get your SAM levels up. In the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, way back in 2002, researchers published an extensive review of the literature showing that supplementation with a supplement called s or SAM-E, as we commonly know it, showed very promising results for treating depression. But there was a catch. You see, SAM-E supplementation isn't cheap. The minimum therapeutic dose is around 400 milligrams per day and goes up to 1,600 milligrams per day. Now, some studies actually show it going to around 3,000 milligrams a day. I've never used doses that high. I've only ever gone to 1,200 to 1,600 milligrams. Um, But it's cost prohibitive for most people. If you're at the 1,600 milligram end with an average cost of $1.25 per 200 milligrams, you're at $10 per day on your treatment. That's $300 per month. Now, you're already at a uh, a big pharma branded drug cost right there to treat the depression. You're doing it naturally. And the argument could be made, hey, I'm doing it naturally. I'm not using some foreign chemical that my body may or may not reject. OK, I've got that. I get it. If you got the money, do it. But I don't recommend doing this first line. I always add SAM E. Now, I, I didn't used to. I used to use SAMe all the time and i've gotten away from that because i've figured out a better way a more cost-effective way to do it and a more efficient way to be quite honest with you because it it corrects multiple things at one time not just the sam e issue so bear with me as we delve back into it's the m word methylation. We're going to delve back into the methylation pathway once more. If you've hung around here very long, you know that most everything that that I talk about begins in some way, shape, form, or fashion with methylation. So really quickly, let's review that process. Dietary B12 and dietary folic acid Convert at some point, hopefully, if our genetics are right, they convert into methyl folate and methyl B12. Now, some of us don't have proper genetics. In fact, if you're of, 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 of European descent, chances are you've got a 66% chance that you don't methylate well. You're somewhere on that spectrum. That you just don't make that conversion. So you're not producing enough methylfolate and methyl B12. But anyway, let's let's pretend that you were a perfect methylator. You're making, you're converting those dietary forms of those B vitamins into the methylated forms. And once that conversion takes place, these methylated forms of B vitamins donate their methyl group to a trash byproduct called homocysteine. Now, think of homocysteine. I, I said trash byproduct. It's more like cellular exhaust. Your body goes through this extensive energy process. The mitochondria are there, these little powerhouses, and they're putting out energy, but they also produce waste. Okay. And these waste are these trash byproducts, these exhaust byproducts. Uh, one of them is called homocysteine. Homocysteine is a bad boy. Homocysteine, um, can form an, another chemical called s homocysteine that shuts down over 300 metabolic processes in the body. Uh, we call it S-S-A-H or SAW for short. And SAW literally acts like a, a buzz saw and it just chops down everything in its path. You don't want homocysteine to convert to SAW. It's not a good good thing to happen. But if we're able to donate the methyl group to homocysteine, this methyl donation converts homocysteine, this bad trash product, into a beautiful and elegantly useful chemical called methionine. Now, methionine then converts into s methionine, or SAM-E. And this, in turn, raises your dopamine, norepinephrine, and your serotonin levels, all your neurotransmitters that help you feel good, that help you feel relaxed, that help you pay attention and, and focus better and have better memory. So, with this cellular physiology in mind, I've found that the most cost-effective way to raise SAM E levels is to move upstream in the methylation pathway. In other words, we have to treat the methylation issues. Now, methylation issues are easy to tease out if you look at the right genetics. There are five phases to the methylation pathway, and each of them is critically important. However, of other genetic testing companies only look at one phase of the methylation pathway. It boggles my mind. Uh, To me, it borders on malpractice, but that's just me. Uh, It's wrong anyway, and I found it to be horribly inaccurate for showing us the true picture of what's going on in your methylation pathway. If you look at just one phase of the methylation pathway and you think everything's okay, then you think okay, I really don't need to do much other than just add some SAMe. No, 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 no. We need to look at all five phases of the methylation pathway and determine what's happening upstream so we can know what's happening downstream. Now, you may be asking, why can't I just go out and buy a methylfolate or a methyl B12 from the supplement store? And the answer is you can, but you'll be shooting at your target in the dark. You may or may not hit it. And when it comes to treating depression and anxiety, you want to be laser focused. I found that when we run the five phases of genetics or or five phases of the methylation pathway on a genetic profile, I'm able to uh, just from experience able to determine, Okay, they've got this kind of profile. They're probably going to need these kinds of doses. They're going to need higher doses or they're going to need lower doses or they're going to need more moderate doses. Otherwise, you're leaving it to guesswork. And that's no fun. So the second tip is get hot, really hot. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, the lifelong work of Dr. Charles Raison, um, and he spells his last name R A I S O N, in the field uh, of hypothermia, hyperthermia, and depression is amazing. Um, he started his work in hyperthermia in 1982, and his most recent study, published in the Journal of American Medical Association psychiatric version in 2016, continues to support and give validation to the fact that total body hyperthermia is an excellent way to treat depression symptoms. What do I mean by total body hyperthermia? It's a great question because it's probably a term you've not heard before. It's simply a fancy way of saying increasing your core body temperature. Now, what kinds of things increase our core body temperature? Exercise does. Hot yoga does, hot tubs do, wet saunas do, dry saunas do, infrared saunas, sunbathing even. Now, no one is really sure why these even work, why hyperthermia works. But here are a couple of theories which have come out of uh, most recent research. One of the theories is the heat shock protein theory. Heat shock proteins are released when the core temperature elevates and the body's under Uh, what we call a hormetic stress, a good type of stress, like this heat stress. Um, And when heat shock proteins elevate, the body avoids the mismanagement of cellular proteins, which ultimately leads to better, cleaner, and more rapid cell communication and replication. The second theory is, is that depression and anxiety are issues of chronic inflammation and hyperthermia decreases inflammation and promotes the opening of detoxification channels to get rid of all the inflammatory waste that's built up. Now, along these lines, uh, just last, last month, Dr. Ashley Mason published her findings from a whole body hyperthermia pilot study for a new protocol, uh, what she calls a WBH, a whole body hyperthermia protocol, where the ambient temperature of an infrared sauna was 135 degrees. That's hot, guys. I take mine to 130 degrees. I can tolerate 135, but in short bursts. Um, But anyway, they did 135 degrees Fahrenheit in this study, and the study participants were brought to a core body temperature of 101.3 degrees Fahrenheit for two straight minutes. The entire process took about 110 minutes, because once you get the person up to core temperature 101.3, you've got to then bring them down slowly. You can't just crash them down. Now, these were prolonged conditions, 110 minutes in a in a infrared sauna is a long time at 135 degrees. Uh, These uh, these prolonged conditions required that uh, the medical staff there frequently swap out the clothes, the, the hot, sweaty, soaked clothes of the individuals in the sauna with cold water soaked clothes. And they also hydrated them. They gave them plenty, plenty of water. Uh, Dr. Mason found that participants reported lasting antide- antidepressant effects from this treatment. And it opened the door for a larger study. There were only about 25 people in this study. Again, it was a pilot study, so it was small. Uh, so please don't try this at home. If you have a sauna, I encourage you not to try this at home. This protocol is experimental and requires stringent medical supervision. But I wanted you to see that great work is being done in the area of hyperthermia and depression treatment. In the meantime, we need to just stick with our normal biohacking measures to raise our core temperatures, such as the things I've already mentioned, exercise, hot yoga, hot tubs, uh, sauna therapy, sunbathing, those types of things. Evidence also shows that this is highly uh, beneficial uh, for for uh, not only mood overall, but just longevity in general and brain health, decreasing inflammation in the entire body and, and, and improving detoxification in the entire body. Also, if you're one of those people that's a weekend warrior or you work out consistently all the time and you're, you're, you're dealing with recovery issues, you don't bounce back as fast sauna therapy, hyperthermia therapy actually helps you bounce back much, much faster. Highly recommend it. I do sauna therapy every single day with uh, red light therapy and uh, both far and near infrared therapy. Um, so the third tip is give yourself a high five every day. And this is the last tip. I recently read an amazing book about a very simple process before I get into the process, allow me to remind you about an earlier episode on the Genesis Zone podcast that I did titled, Can Thoughts Change Your Genes? If you've not heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's worth the listen. It's only about uh, 16, 17 minutes. Go back and listen to that. I go into the research about how thoughts can change your genes and, it, and it's worth your time. Now about the simple process that I just mentioned. I had the distinct pleasure of binge reading Mel Robbins' new book, The High Five Habit. So I want to give a huge shout out to her for answering the call to write this book in the first place. If you apply what she says in this book, it'll radically change your life and, and dare I say, uh, change your genes at the epigenetic level. Now, I don't know Mel Robbins. Uh, we don't have a personal relationship, but this book is really good from a, from a person who's practiced psychiatry um, and, and now functional medicine uh, for quite some time. But psychiatry, being board certified in psychiatry for t- almost 24 years, uh, this book is simple in its approach. And uh, I've, I've actually recommended it for several people recently. And they're talking about the positive benefits that they're getting just in a very short period of time. And it goes back to those epigenetic changes that we do when we start changing our thinking pattern and we start epigenetically changing the brain and the body. Uh, for the positive. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to wake up every single morning. I don't want you to look at your phone. I want you to walk straight to your bathroom mirror, and I want you to give yourself a high five. That's right. I know it sounds crazy. It sounds hokey, corny, whatever you want to call it. But I want you to put your hand on the mirror and really give yourself a high five. Uh, In this segmented, isolated, belly button focused world that we live in uh, today, few people get positive affirmations from other people. So why not give it to yourself? You deserve it. Your psyche deserves it. Your mood deserves it. Your stress responses deserve it. Trust me on this. If you implement what Mel teaches in this book, and by the way, it's, it's, it's way more than just the simplistic example I just gave you. Uh, you're going to start turning things around. Trust me on that. You may have heard me talk about the proprietary system that I created for rapidly prioritizing which genes to start with first and how it's like toppling the, the one domino that will topple all the other dominoes. But if you haven't, that's exactly what happens. Find the one domino, identify it, topple that one domino and the rest fall into line. If you complete, if if you If you complete my proprietary genetic wellness questionnaire that that I use when I work with clients one on one or clients that go through my gene hack bootcamp or my Gene hack accelerator group program, once I review the data, I understand exactly how to prioritize the order that your epigenetics need to be tackled. In other words, I identify that one domino that needs to be toppled so that all the other dominoes fall on the line. I call this proprietary system the Genesis Zone Advantage Method. So if you're someone, uh, if if you are someone uh, that is struggling with depression um, and and severely, uh, severely enough that you're thinking about suicide. uh, First of all, I just want to tell you there's help out there. I encourage you to reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Uh, that's 1-800-273-8255 and ask for help it's free it's somebody on the other end that can that you can talk to and somebody on the other th- end that can can help you but if you're curious about the genesis zone advantage method and how it can help you get out of the depression and anxiety hamster wheel or you're you want to know more about how epigenetics is the ultimate biohacking tool that can help you optimize your biohacking journey I've created a five-day boot camp called the Gene Hack Boot Camp, and I'd like to invite you to join it. So go to drbryanjbrown.com forward slash Gene Hack forward slash Boot Camp. The link will be below this uh, this video uh, to register. Tune in next Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time uh, for our next in the Zone segment where I'll be sharing the latest research and my insights about that research as it relates to optimizing your your physical and emotional wellness journey, your biohacking journey. If if you're on a biohacking journey and you've already kind of got everything all lined up, you definitely want to make sure you got all the T's crossed and all the I's dotted. Epigenetics is the way to do that. Most informed, most trusted, and most grateful that you spent this time with us here today. Until next time, stay in the zone. I'm Dr. Brian Brown.